All right, everybody, how you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is episode number 274, a.k.a. the one that comes after the greatest hits episode, uh, which was last week's episode that people apparently are still listening to in large numbers. So I want to thank you guys very, very much for that. That was very, very cool. You know, um, and part of me is going, wow, they really love this episode, man. I'm really proud of my work and I am proud of my work, but I'm starting to think that the reason you guys are listening to this episode so much is because you all know that it was your emails and direct messages that picked the damn segments that I put in there. So are you saying that you love my work and that you love the podcast and that you love me or are you congratulating yourselves because you picked the bits? Well, let me tell you something, Dag Nabbit. Thank you. <laughs> much love to you and uh because people have been asking me to do a a, a best of episode and, and you know when you're like almost four years in and you haven't done a best of episode and people keep asking you to do a best of episode i just kind of said all right i'm going to do a best of episode because i don't like to take a week off and essentially that was a week off for me and i don't like to take weeks off but you know i, I figured what the heck you guys asked for it so it, there it is and i'm glad you guys uh, enjoyed it. and thank you very much for that you know and, and another thing that's really cool about having a best of episode is essentially it's kind of a primer of what the show actually is for new people you know so if there's new people that come along because a lot of times what happens is new people someone you recommend the show to somebody they'll come and listen to it and thankfully they've been digging it and then they just they'll go back two or three episodes and then they'll just start listening as the the new ones come out and then after maybe five or six episodes, then they start to go in and roll back through the old episodes. That's why I see these really weird, big spikes of people listening that on, you know, when I don't expect is because the new people will listen for a few weeks. OK, we like this guy. We're going to subscribe and everything's cool. And then they go back and pound through the old ones. So it's, it's nice to have a primer episode to give everybody an idea of what is actually happening here in the evolution of the show, because I, I, I picked bits from different parts of the first uh from 2013 14 15 and 16 and then i ended it with the complete first episode which is only about 20 minutes so you know so that's basically what that was so if you haven't had an opportunity to listen to it if you're a new person and you're listening to this episode 274 and you want to have an idea of what the show has been over the course of time go back to listen to episode 273 the last one and that is a best of episode from the first few years of the, of the podcast so go check that out and to those of you that have already thank you very much and to those of you that in the future that are going to check it out also thank you very much i really really appreciate that stuff now, here's the other thing I wanted to say, too. Um, I always give out the email address to the show and a lot of people still direct message. And that's cool. I, I see those, too. But it, but um, but the, the, when people do the email thing, a lot of times what happens is right after the uh, last episode came out, episode 273, there were people that write me, hey, man, how come you didn't put this one in, man? How about the one where you did this and the, and the one where you did this with this one? How come you didn't put in a bottle rocket bucket buttocks and how come you didn't put in man ass water and how come you didn't put in this one and how come you didn't put in that one? But there were so many people asking why certain things weren't in and. When I when I and I did it just as a just to see I just kind of scrolled through when I wanted to see how many bits people wanted to see in the best of show that I didn't put in the best of show, and I realized if I put in everything that everybody emailed me and direct messaged me to put in, I literally the last episode would have been two hundred hours long. Because <laughs> it was like I, I you know it was already two and a half hours. I mean I couldn't put everything in, so maybe um. Later on, what I'll do is I'll just start when I do another best of I'll, I'll I'll throw in some more of those 
uh, from back in the day uh, that you guys requested. Just to let you know, I do, I do, I do get your messages, and I do. Uh, I just can't answer everything, obviously, but uh, I, I will put those things in there. Ah, that being said, it's now time to do episode number two seventy four X, aka what you're listening to right now. And you know what I want to talk to you guys about? This is this is uh, something that I know. This is something that I noticed as uh, evolution evolution as a person what happens is i very a few years ago i realized that there was someone flirting with me and i was able to read the flirting and obviously as as an older person i'm 48 i'm able to read flirting way better than i could when i was 21 22 23 you know now i can tell when someone's actually flirting i can tell the difference between sport flirting and real flirting. When I was younger, I could not tell the difference. And I know there's a lot of people that can't tell the difference between sport flirting and real flirting. Sport flirting is basically someone who who is just flirting because they flirt with everybody or they're really, really friendly. They may not even be flirting, but it looks like flirting. And you may take it the wrong way and you think they want you really badly and they really don't. Now, what happened to me, the most recent thing is that there was a lady that I thought was really, really cute. And uh, and she was I was trying to decide whether she was sport flirting with me or real flirting with me. So I go to and for some, whatever reason, I had to keep running across her at this place I was going for for a little while. And I go in there and she's I see her looking at me and smiling. And I'm thinking, well, she could just be a person who's smiling at people that come into this place. No big deal. And but I noticed every time I went in, there was the same thing. She was always smiling. And then when she had an opportunity to walk past me, she'd always tell me how cute I look in this outfit and cute this and cute that and dimples this and all of that crap and pretty eyes and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going, okay, well, she could. I I don't know, because I've seen that before where people say things like that. And you assume that they're flirting with you, but they're not really flirting with you. And then it got to the point where she's always asking questions about, I bet your wife, I bet your kids, I bet your girlfriend. And as a reflex, you tell the truth. I don't have a wife. I don't have a kid right now. I don't have a girlfriend. And then uh, you see her face light up a little bit and then she's the thing and then she starts even looking more and saying more compliments and all of a sudden she's making she's like she wants to see what kind of material your shirt is and all of a sudden she touches your forearm and then she flexes she puts you she slides her hand up and tries to touch your bicep and being an experienced man i did what every mature man would do when a pretty sister is rubbing your forearm and about to put her your hand her hands on your bicep I flexed the crap out of that bicep in a way that didn't look like I was flexing, but I was actually flexing, but it didn't look like I was flexing, but I was actually flexing because I wanted her to feel that that bicep was nice and rocked up. It was kind of rocked up, but not as rocked up as it was with me flexing. And she's rubbing the arm and she goes, oh, you get, you've been working out a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you've been working out a little bit and she wouldn't let go of my arm. And now my arm is hurting because this flex crap is not easy, especially as hard as I was flexing. And I'm going, please, God, take your hand off my arm because I don't think I'm going to be able to straighten this crap back out and I think I might have to go to the hospital with a pulled bicep muscle and then I'm going to go to the hospital and talk to the nurse and she's going to go hey you got nice biceps there and she's going to touch and I'm going to flex the bicep she's going to go you probably shouldn't have flexed it again because you already hurt this bicep but you're doing this because I'm cute and I'm going to go not at all and then I'm going to go to the floor and do some (laughs) sit-ups anyway so she lets go of my arm and I now know she was absolutely flirting with yours truly. And I'm sitting there going, I, you know, I have to really show some restraints. You know, by the time I was about 42 years old, she was 30 and I'm sitting there going, you know, I'm, I'm 12 years older than this lady. And then the last thing I want to do is just, you know, I have to show some kind of restraint. Yes, she's a beautiful sister. Yes. 
you know, I, I, she, she, I, I'm attracted to her. And she's obviously attracted to me. And and, 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 and I'm going to have to make sure that I just be cool, show some restraint and not do anything. <laughs> just kidding. We banged the crap out of each other for six months. It wasn't a relationship. We were just people that ran into each other. And every once in a while, she, you know, you ever, you ever see those 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 uh, those movies where uh, like this, those those old spy movies from the 50s and 60s where they're conspiracy, they're conspiracy, they're doing a conspiracy there. And one guy taps the guy's nose and the other guy taps the guy's nose and they know that it's on. Well, it was kind of like that. I'd walk by and she'd tap her boobs and I'd tap my junk and then we'd go someplace and bang. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. But that was real flirting and also real banging. <laughs> yeah. Hold on for a minute. Let me just think about what it was like to bang her the 114 times I banged her. Hold on. Man, it was some good banging. Good Lord, she was so beautiful. Ah, oh, man. Awesome. Awesome. Man, if she didn't move out of the country, I'd probably be married to her by now. Actually, this is kind of sad. Beautiful sister. Great banging. Damn, now I'm depressed. Well, let me just finish my podcast episode. Doing the podcast makes me happy. Anyway, folks, let's talk about uh, sport, sport, uh, sport flirting. Now, sport flirting is very, very simple, very, very similar to regular flirting. You get all the same stuff that I got, you know, with the woman I was, of course, banging. It's one of the point out that I was banging a hot 30 year old. None of your business. Shut up. Don't judge me for F y'all back to the story. So what happens is what happens is. It's very similar to what happened with me. It's like they, they, they see you, they smile at you, you know, they smile at you and everything's beautiful. And hey, how's it going? Oh, hee, 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 nice shirt. You're cute. Tee, hee, 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 hee. And you think, oh, she thinks I got a nice shirt and I'm cute. And she went, tee, hee, 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 hee. She wants the band. She wants me, damn it. But I'm going to be cool. I'm going to play it cool a little bit. Let her get all worked up before I give her what she needs. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. And then she starts in the conversation with you. And then she asks you, I bet you're a good wife. Did your wife pick out that shirt for you? My wife, as a matter of fact, I don't have a wife. That's what you're thinking in your mind. And yes, you actually do hear that music. Kids, I don't have any kids. You don't have any kids? No, I don't have any kids. No, no, I'm interested in having them at some point in the near future, I guess. Boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, the boom, jiggy, jiggy. That's what's going in your mind. Boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, the boom, jiggy, jiggy. And jiggy, jiggy, and she's smiling at you, right? And you walk by and she touches your forearm right there. And she, she rubs your arm and you're going, yeah, you rubbing the arm. She's rubbing the forearm. Ask me if I got a wife and our kids and all that. Now that it's over with. She might as well just jump on top of me right now. We just going to go to the place and do some stuff. And then she's going to start having babies after the wedding and all of that. Yeah. And that's what you're thinking, you dumb bastard. Because you don't know the difference between sport flirting and real flirting because you're young or you're dumb and then all of a sudden you get that courage you go home you're thinking about her all night you're thinking about her all night you're thinking about her all night all night you know what i'm saying and you're hoping that you're gonna go from thinking about her all night to being with her all night and you're gonna go i'm gonna ask her out tomorrow so you put on your good clothes you put on your good pants you actually change your drawers this time you wear socks that you've only worn five times in a row that's good for you that's right you put on your clothes right you put your thing on you got the thing you put your cool guy's sunglasses on you put your rings on you put on all your kind of stuff you get all dialed up you put on three extra pumps of, of cologne 
you know what? She's hot for me and I'm hot for her. I'm going to put on one extra squirt of cologne because I want to overwhelm her with goodness. And now you walk back to the place and you go to the oldie station. And on the whole trip there, you're playing songs and you're listening to the disco station because you're waiting for that one song to come on. And as you're about three minutes away, three minutes away from the place where you know she's going to be, where you're going to go into that place and moving on her and make her yours, damn it, yours, damn it, mother of your children, damn it, wife, damn it, not necessarily in that order, damn it, hopefully wife first and kids, but that's a different story, you're driving and then all of a sudden, the song you wanted to come on, it's like an omen, it's like an omen, it's like an omen, because you're three minutes away according to everything, and and it comes on. That's right. The theme from Saturday Night Fever. And you you park at the end of the block and you can't get parking in front. But that's okay. Because you, now you take your phone out of your car because you're listening to the music on your, fo- on your phone. You turn it up and you got the thing in your hand. And now you actually have the theme song playing out in the open while you're walking down the street. That's right. The theme from Saturday night fever, you're Tony walking down the street and you boom boom boom. You can tell by the way I use my walk, I'm a woman's man. Boom boom boom. And then you walk into the place. Boom boom down boom boom down down down. And there she is. And you're looking extra good because if she thinks you look good in your casual stuff, you don't, she, she might just bust out, jump over the thing and ask you to marry her right now because you got your best crap on. You got Saturday Night Fever is still playing on your phone. You got your best crap on and you overwhelm her. It's over for her. She doesn't even realize she's already yours because you put on four extra pumps of cologne. Ks, 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 ks. Yeah, four. I will marry you. That's what those four pumps are for. Each word of I will marry you. I will marry you. And it's over for her. She doesn't even realize she's all yours. She doesn't even realize you walk up to her and she looks at you and she thinks you're cute. She starts coughing because you put on too much cologne, you dumb bastard. But that's okay. And you you move away from her a little because you don't want her to put on a gas mask or pass out from the fumes because of the stupid chemicals and your stupid cologne. You too much cologne bastard. And then you go to her and you go, hey, mama. And you can do baby give it me and you give it give it saturday night give it give it you you ask her with the kind of confidence of a man that knows what the answer is going to be right it's like if you're a married man and you know your wife wants to be taken out because you've been working hard and you come up to her and you ask her Hey, honey, you want to go out dancing? And you know damn well what the answer is going to be. Or you've been dating your lady for two years and she's a great lady. She hasn't said marry me or I'm going to dump your punk ass. But she's made it very, very clear. She absolutely wants to get married. Right? Mainly because she's wearing a shirt that says marry me soon or you're done, you dumb bastard. I don't know why she made that shirt. Maybe it's a coincidence. Well, you know what I'm saying. You're just really sure about the answer. So you got on your, your too much cologne. You got on your good stuff. You're playing Saturday Night Fever. You strolled up to where the music is playing on your phone you're leaning up to the thing she's smiling at you you're looking at her and here it comes and you ask her out and she looks at you like what no i mean like i think my husband might not like that even the music on the phone just kind of turns off you are so humiliated and crushed the person at the radio station goes i don't know what happened to the song we were playing the theme to saturday night fever apparently some dumbass 
somewhere in the city, probably asked a woman who really he had no chance with and humiliated himself in front of everybody. I mean, that's the only reason that the music actually plays like that. I'm going to try to restart the music again. Hopefully that loser will have now walked out of the building and, and with his tail between his legs and decided never to go there again because he can't face people. Let me, let's start the song again. No, he's still standing there and you're standing there looking at it like they, they gave me, and there's no way for you to play it off. And now the same woman who was kind of smiling at you is looking at you like, are you crazy? Because you can tell by the look on her face by the look on her face if you ask a woman who thought you were attractive but was actually seeing somebody they would just go oh no I'm, I'm, I'm really flattered but I have a boyfriend you know and they, that means they think you're cute and under normal circumstances if this guy didn't exist you may be someone that they maybe were interested in or someone that they're interested in but they love him and don't want you that's the kind of thing where they turn you down in a way to let you know yeah you, yeah, you took a shot but I'm not interested but you are cool but this look on her face is like what are you talking about are you out of your damn mind the simple fact that you even think that you have a chance to get some of me is disgusting to me and you realize there's a third category see i was talking about sport flirting versus real flirting and then i realized there was a new one that i forgot to tell you about i didn't think it would come to this but now when i think about what happened to somebody in this particular situation it's not even sport flirting and it's not real flirting it's charity flirting oh she was charity flirting with your punk ass you thought you had a shot and not only did you not have a shot you had a negative shot Ooh, you should go someplace and drink some shots oh it's over for your punk ass and you walk out of there and you turn on the music and you nobody gets to oh now they're playing the sad stuff from saturday night fever turn that crap off let me turn to another station and now is a new song from a hot rap group and it's called damn she busted your ass oh she busted your ass i don't want to hear that shit and you run out of the building but the only problem is you got to keep going back to that place you got a project you're working on and you got to go back there for three weeks and you're hoping okay that's not a big deal she's not going to tell anybody it's not like i was rude to her it's not like i was over the top it's not like i was a sexist pick i was polite the way that i asked her she's not going to say anything no one will know about it that's what you think of it because <laughs> you're a dumbass. you dumb bastard and that was Friday. And you figure in Saturday and Sunday. That's enough to let anything wash away, right? I'll come back in there Monday. I'll kind of stay away from our wave to and keep it moving because it's embarrassing. But that's okay. I'm sure she's a nice enough person that she will not tell the other 15 women that work in the place about this humiliating moment. You're walking to the front door and she's standing behind the front desk with a bunch of women. And then and, and she looks up at you and she has this look on her face like she's embarrassed. She's not mad at you. She just feels sorry for you. She feels sorry for you. And a quarter of a second after she looks at you, when you walk in and you stopped walking and looked at her and you can't decide what to do her friends everybody else behind the counter all looks up and it's as if their heads were all you ever seen synchronized water synchronized swimming and you see how great it is when the people in the water all turn at exactly the same time as if it was choreographed well that's kind of what happens to you now they all kind of look up at, ex at exactly the same speed and turn their heads to you at exactly the same speed and put their hands on their mouth at exactly the same speed and and they begin to laugh, but try not to laugh at exactly the same speed. And they lean towards her and go, tick, 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 
at exactly the same speed. And as you're walking away, you can see their heads following you down the hallway. It's kind of like when you watch one of those nature specials and you see all the gazelles drinking the water and they all kind of pop their heads up and look over at the same time because there's a predator there. It's a lion or something like that. And they all take off at the same time. It's kind of like that, except you're the lion, except this time you ain't going to get to eat none of the gazelles. You're not even going to get close to any of the gazelles. In fact, they're going to go back to drinking the water because they now know you're a lion with no claws and a lion with no teeth. And now uh, you're no threat at all. They're just laughing at your punk ass and you got to put up with this crap for three weeks. And now you realize you're not even in the two categories I wanted to talk about in this segment. You're not in sport flirting and you're not in real flirting. You were in charity flirting. Oh, no. Now, the person I was talking about in the charity flirting in this particular case was not me because I've never been in that particular situation because I can tell when someone's not interested and I don't pursue them at all. So I'm never in that category, just like I'm never in the friend zone. Once a person, a lady tells me she's not interested, I no longer pine for her. I no longer have any romantic interest in her. I no longer pursue her in that end. The only time you're in a friend zone is if you're still hanging around and pining for and trying to get into the good graces of someone that already told your punk ass that nothing's going to happen. Once they tell my punk ass that nothing's going to happen, you automatically, lady, the lady becomes a dude at that point. I treat her the same way I treat everybody else at that point. You know, I'm still fun. I'm still friendly and, and having a great time with them, but I have no designs on them romantically, no matter what they look like, because they already told me it's not going to happen either in words or in actions. So what category have you found yourself the most in recently? My most recent one was actually in the real flirting category. I've been in the sport flirting category. It happened to me once. It wasn't as bad as that guy. There was a lady that I thought was cute and she thought I was cute. I thought she thought I was cute and she was flirting with me and I'm going, I'm not going to pursue her. I'm just going to see what's going on before I even decide to step to her. I mean, I don't want to put myself out there like that because I'm not quite sure. And as I was walking to my car, there was another guy that was there and she was flirting with that guy exactly the same way she was flirting with me. And I sat down in my car. And I was about to start the car and I started laughing hysterically. I started laughing hysterically. I laughed my ass off because I was thinking about the person that I just described in this segment. And I was also thinking about younger me, who the second she smiled at me, the second she gave me a little couple of compliments, would have immediately asked her out and gotten shot down and humiliated. But older, smarter me knew, no. check out the circumstances first. Find out how she treats everybody else first. See what's going on first. And it was a good idea that I did because she was sport flirting and not real flirting. And I like real flirting if you're going to deal with me and not sport flirting although sport flirting is fun because if they're sport flirting at least they think you're kind of cute right unless it was really you know charity flirting and then you wind up like that guy whose name i won't use who knows i'm talking about him and gave me permission but i'll just say one thing <laughs> loser okay i'm just kidding i was like I don't know how long, uh, um, um, how long, I don't remember how long ago that was. That was a long time ago for the dude. And he told me the story. I made it uh, a little more interesting than the way he said it because his version of the story was, man, that girl, man, I went up to her, man. She was all up on me, man. You know what I mean? And she was all talking all this crap and all flirting with me and touching me and everything, right? And I stepped towards, like, yeah, girl, what's going on, baby? Yeah, you know, I mean, you look, you know, I mean, you always tell me I look good and I know you look good. Maybe we should, you know, we get together Saturday, spend some time together, get some drinks, man, we'll take you to movies. She's like, 
Um, no, no. What are you talking about? You know, I thought you were liking me and everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was being nice and you seem like a nice guy, but um, I mean, we got, I mean, I've, got, I've got a boyfriend. I mean, I mean, I told you I was, you know, on, uh, um, I told you that I was home on Saturdays by myself, but you know, the only reason I'm home on Saturdays by myself is because my dude, my guy, my fiance, he, he, he runs a, he owns a bar and, and a restaurant. So, you know, Saturday nights, you know, instead of being able to go out, he's always working. But our dates nights are Sunday and Monday because the restaurant's closed on Sunday and Monday. So I, I was just making conversation. I said the same thing to my girlfriends. I said the same thing to them. I'm not trying to date them. I mean, I mean, really, seriously. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're not even my type. Okay. I mean, the and he came home crushed. He went to that place. He was six foot one. He came to my house. I'm five eight and change. He was five four. I'm like, how are you shorter than me? What happened? And then he told me what happened. And I told him, look, man, you got to know the difference between sport flirting and real flirting. And I said, look, you're a nice looking guy. You're a great guy. This lady right there just didn't dig you. Don't worry about it. You'll find somebody who likes you. You'll find somebody who likes you. And then he did. He's married to a beautiful lady and he has kids. And I ain't got shit. Damn, maybe he should be giving me some damn advice. He got a damn woman who's awesome and great and great kids. Bastard shit. So busy building that bastard up. I, I got to find me a damn woman. Damn it. Got to go out there and find me. Now I'm depressed. I was trying to do this segment to entertain y'all. This is awful. Can't believe it. I'm by myself now. This, this sucks. I need a date. Segment over. All right, folks, let me, I want to talk to you about something here. Uh, I was watching one of those, you know, you watch those 2020, you know, news magazine shows and, you know, and sometimes I listen to the uh, true crime podcast and what happens is you, you hear about these people that were there in the witness protection program, the witness protection program. And it's really weird. Say for the sake of argument, you just happen to have information. You're not a criminal at all. You just know information about something that happened, whether it's a, some kind of mob thing or some, something like that. And they ask you to testify to that information. And they will we'll put you in a witness protection program. Don't worry about it. And people don't realize how difficult that's got to be for these people. You know, because if you really think about it, they, they take you away from where you are. You can't have any contact with your friends, your family or anything like that. You just got to disappear and never be seen from again, or at least for a ridiculously long period of time. You there are actually sections of the country that are carved off where you know better than you can't even go there. And they just move you far away. Right. And they limit the options of what you can do in your life. Right. Because if you just go out there and you just sit there and you just live your regular life, you go to your office, you make you you make your money, you go to the bank, you go to the store, you eat the thing, you go to the movie, you hang out. Don't get serious with anything. Just live life and just hide out and live low. That's what your life is like now. Oh, my God, that's got to suck. And it limits everything. I mean, think about this. You meet a nice lady and you think this is going to be great. I'm hiding out from whoever is trying to blow up my house. It doesn't I'm cool. No one knows who I am. They don't have any contacts out here. I know that for a fact that they don't know anybody out here. They're all centered out there. I got a new look. I got to do this. I got the new thing. I got social security. They can't find me. Ha ha ha. I'm here. 
and you meet a nice lady. And you're thinking, this guy's going to be a big deal. I meet a nice lady. I'm going to live a nice life. We're going to have some kids. You know, my kids will go off to college. And then you know, my son will work and he'll become a lawyer or something like that. And my, do- my daughter will become a doctor or something like that. And they'll just go about their business. And lawyers and doctors, if, if you're just working for, you know, a law firm someplace, you're not going to become famous. And my daughter's going to be a doctor and she's not going to become famous. You know, or something, some crap like that. You live your regular life because most people aren't in the newspaper. Most people don't become famous, right? So you're good. Everything's great. Finally. But what about your wife? In addition to doing what her regular job is, likes to go off and sing with a, with a band on the weekends, right? Then she sings at a nightclub and it's great. You go over there to support her. She sings her ass off. It's great. It's incredible. It's fun. You're not thinking anything of it because 99.9999999 and infinite nines of people that sing, even if they're great, don't make it in the show business. Don't become famous. You're not even close to show business. You're in this particular state and it's not one of those show business states. No big deal. Cool. This is great. She's happy and everything's great. And then all of a sudden she starts to become a little popular in town. Still not a problem. Not a big deal. None of the people I testified against have any kind of contacts here. No big deal. She's in the paper a lot. Hey, why don't you come in and stand next to your wife and take some of these pictures? No, 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 no. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's just her moments. And that's what you're saying. You're saying it's her moment, not only because you think it's her moment and she should be able to enjoy that moment. You don't want your punk ass picture in the newspaper. Because once it's in the paper, it's going to be online. And once it's online, you never know who's going to run across that picture. And you know who you don't want to run across that picture. Hell no. Then all of a sudden, a record company comes and goes, hey, you know, she's actually a very good singer. We might be able to do something with her. Oh, no. Now you're dead. You have to think in terms of, I have to dump her because I have to dump her. Because if she goes on and does her thing... You know, she goes on and does her thing. Eventually, it's going to come back to me. Even if I drop her, it's going to come back to me because she's going to do a song called He Dumped Me. And they're going to go, well, who dumped you? Well, it's my, 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 we were going to get married. His name is Frank. He lives in New Mexico. And he's this guy. And here's some pictures of Frank. And then the people that tried to kill your ass are going to go, Frank, huh? New Mexico, huh? Let's put some people in New Mexico to find the bastard. So now you got to move your punk ass someplace else. Oh, so you move to Oregon and they go to the where you were and they can't find it. They go, well, he's gone now. And they go back to where they are. Not a problem. Now you're in Oregon. Not a problem. I know none of these jackasses have anything to do with Oregon. They're out there and they are in where I was before. Not a problem. It's great. I'm going to find this wonderful lady. I found another lady. She's a quiet lady. She doesn't cause any. She's not some damn singer. She's not trying to be in show business. None of that crap. It's cool. It's great. She's beautiful, just like the other lady. And now I can finally settle down and marry this woman and have some kids and that's great and she just pulled somebody out of a burning car now she's on she's on the cover of all the newspapers and now they want to interview her on the Conan O'Brien show oh what the hell is going on here I gotta dump her because she's going to they're starting to do news magazines about how great she is which is under normal circumstances would have been great (sighs) I gotta dump her she goes on the Conan O'Brien program. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you, you know, you, you're doing great. How's your personal life? Well, my personal life was going pretty good, but then that's why I pulled the people out of that burning thing. Uh, my, 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 my boyfriend Frank he dumped me. Oh my God, I can't believe it's so hard. Yeah, he's just a great guy. My guy, boyfriend Frank, he's just a great guy. You know, he's a, yeah, you know, here's a picture of us from happier times. 
Oh, that bass is in Oregon now. Oh, shit, she put my picture on the... Oh, God, now I got to get the hell out of Oregon. This is bullshit. I can't go back to New Mexico and Nevada. And I can't go to Oregon because she's on Conan O'Brien showing pictures of me. I got to get the... This is bullshit. This sucks. I'm going to find another place to go. I can take... Uh, uh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Now, I know the killers and the murderers and the killers and double killers and quadruple killers and murderers and killers. They don't know nobody in Wyoming, damn it. I'm going to Wyoming. Why? To the Oming. This is great. I got to find a woman that I got to find a woman who's a damn hermit. And then he, I gotta, I'm going to go on Craigslist and look up women who do hoarders who don't like to come out of their house. Because then it's just, that's great. She's beautiful, but she's a hoarder. Doesn't matter. She's fine. I'm going to jump on top of her. It doesn't matter. I got to step over 57 pounds of newspaper to get to a titties. I'm going to get to them hoarder woman titties. I'm going to marry her. And it's great. I don't care if we have kids. We got 27 cats. It's enough to feed them. At least the cats. Ain't gonna go off and do something and get famous. This is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, life is good now. That's a, it's great. <sighs> Close calls. It's what's, what's, what's that outside? Hello? Could you, we're out here. Could you could open the door? Yeah, what's up? Hi, we're from the TV show Hoarders and we're on live on the internet. And you're on live right now. Live right now? Yes, what's your name? My name is Nothing. Wait a second. Is that Frank in Oregon living with a hoarder? No, he's in Wyoming. In Wyoming. <sighs> Let's get some murderers out to Wyoming and get this bastard. I gotta dump the hoarder now. This is some bullshit. <sighs> I can't. There's no place I can go. I gotta. I can't leave the country. I can't. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to get a boat, right? And I'm just going to fish. I'm going to get on this boat and I'm going to be out in the middle of the ocean and no one's going to be able to do a damn thing. It's over with. <laughs> and then he gets a boat. He gets out in the middle of the ocean. He's floating out in the middle of the ocean and there's no one there to bother with bunk ass. Well, no one's found me, but now I'm living on a boat. I should have never testified about that shit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and say I lied. That's what I'm going to do. So he takes the boat and he rows the boat back to the land. He gets back on the land, goes back to his hometown. People said, I'm going to shoot your punk ass. We've been trying to kill you for years. Don't have to kill me. I'm going to go back and say I lied. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say I lied. You better say you lied. We're going to kill your ass. You don't have to kill my ass. I'm going to say I lied. And then he goes back in and says he lied and goes to jail. And now, instead of trying to find a wife, he has to pretend to be one. And he realizes it's better than being killed on the outside. And all of this because he testifies. And now that he's been in there with these big greasy dudes rubbing lotion on their nuts, he realizes he probably shouldn't have testified in the first place. So I know one thing for a fact, my friend. If I, if I ever see any kind of crime, I ain't saying shit. Now, I know that's wrong. I know what you're thinking. Because you should be, you should, you should just, you should just admit to stuff. I ain't admitting to nothing. All right. 
either that or I'm going to just, well, testify and be like that guy and be in the witness protection program. And I ain't doing nothing but going to hookers. You know, that's all I'm doing because I don't want to take any chances. You know, hookers. In fact, I might go to hookers anyway because dating has been horrible lately. It kind of sucks. Dating. Damn it. That was a weird thing to think, wasn't it? And that was like a, a thought that I had in my mind when I was driving home from the supermarket. It's a weird thing to say. It's kind of weird when your art turns weird, you know? Because we all create art in one way or another, don't we? I think we do. But the thing I notice is when you create art of any kind on a regular basis, there's always stuff that's way better than the other stuff, right? I have episodes of this podcast that went absolutely nuts over and above the norm. And I'm proud of the podcast, but some of the stuff went way over and above the norm. Many, many more listens than the other ones. And it's just really weird to see that because you don't know why that one was so much better than this one as far as the audience was concerned, as far as the numbers are concerned. And I realize, my friends, that no matter what happens, if you create art of any kind, there's always going to be one or two or three that are better than the other ones. If you put out 10 albums, there's going to be two albums that blow the doors off the other ones. And you won't know why. If you have a long career and you do a you do 80 movies and you put out all these TV shows, there's always going to be episodes of the TV show that connect way better. There's always going to be movies that you don't even know if the movie is as good as it is. Uh, you don't even think of, you think it's a good movie because you did it, but you don't think it's as good as that movie that puts you on the map. And then this movie goes even this movie blows up even beyond that. And you're going, what the hell is this? And I realize and I know that whenever you create art and you ever you create a lot of art, you create a lot of anything. There's always going to be a couple of them that are so, so much better than all the rest. So, so much better than all the rest. And it just blows the doors off of everything else. It's just the way the world works, my friend. It's just the way the world works, right? Like, I have a lot of siblings. Well, not a lot of siblings, but I have a few siblings. Okay, I have, I have enough siblings. And, you know, I just realized that even though there's a lot of siblings, I am so much better than all the rest of my siblings. I'm just a much better human being. than I'm just so much. I blow the doors off of all of them. But all of the children that my parents made, I'm better than all of those losers. <laughs> I probably should not have said that on the podcast because I know they all listen. <laughs> so I just want to let you all know that I've obviously I was I was just kidding about saying that my all of my brothers and sisters, I was the thing about me being better than, than y'all and you all being a bunch of losers and punks and dopes compared to me that, that I was kidding. Actually, I probably didn't. I just said now that y'all a bunch of losers and dopes compared to me that the, which means I oh. Uh, well, folks that are people in my podcast podcast audience, my sass bastards that are listening to this, you better laugh it up at that joke about me being better than my siblings and how they're a bunch of losers compared to me because I made a big sacrifice by putting that joke on the podcast. I mean, I've pretty much guaranteed that next Thanksgiving, I'm going to get a side order of spit in all of my food. You know, it was like, hey, yes, uh, we made your plate. Why don't you go in the other room for a minute? Uh, we want to put a little extra something on that plate. No, it's a special surprise that we made just for you. 
And then I'll be in the other room sitting in front of the football and I'll wonder why all my siblings and family members are in the other room. And they'll say, why don't you turn up the TV? And I go, oh, okay. And I'll turn the TV up and I'll get suspicious and go, why do they want me to turn up the TV? Right. And I'll turn the TV down real slowly so they don't notice. And all I hear in the other room is people going, okay, it's your turn. He's the one that called you. He called you a loser too. Yeah, I'm going to get him real good. Hold on. Let me hawk up a real good one. As they take turns spitting in my salad. And then I'll turn the TV back up and act like I didn't hear it. Yeah, you guys better better rewind back to the joke about me being better than my relatives and then and, and realize that I just that I'm going to have a whole lot of spit in my Thanksgiving food. I already know that. I'm trying to think now whether that joke was worth all the spit that's going to be in my Thanksgiving food. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think it is. Also, I'm probably going to get my ass kicked by about seven people. So that's it. So now I'm going to have to get spit in my food and get my ass whipped by seven people who know where I live. Because <sighs> normally you would hide with your family, you know, it's just, but like I can't hide with them. I'm going to have to hide from them. Maybe I'll have to go into the witness protection program and then I'll move to New Mexico and then I'll marry a lady. And I'll go, hey, lady, you're great. And she's going to go, ah, thank you very much. You know what I do for a living? What's that? I'm an assistant at Oprah Winfrey's studio. You are. I'm going to be on her new show. Hey, want to meet Oprah? No, that's okay. Of course you want to meet Oprah. You were a comedian, right? Yeah, but I gave that up. Oh, no, no, no. Hi, yes, Anthony. This is Oprah. You're a great guy. It's really great to have you live on television right now, now that you live in New Mexico. Yo. Hey y'all, put the spit, put the spitty food down. I know S. Anthony lives in New Mexico. Let's get in the car, drive there, and kick the shit out of him for saying he was better than us, and then make him eat this spitty food. Oh crap! I gotta dump her and get the hell out of here, and then I'm gonna move to Florida. And then I realize my dad's in Florida. Hey, is this this is S. Anthony's dad? Hey, other children, he's here. I'm gonna act like everything's cool. Drive to my house and fuck him up. Dad, what are you doing? Shut up, punk. And then I'm gonna have to get the hell out of there too. And then, then maybe I'll I'll go to Texas. Oh, shit, I got friends in Texas. Hey, it's Anthony's in Texas. Hey, relatives of his, why don't you come out here and hang out with us? Cause that's Anthony's staying with us. Oh, we'll be right over. You sound like you're going to fuck him up when you get there. Oh, of course not. Okay, we are going to fuck him up. That's Anthony. They're going to fuck you up. I know. I'm out of here. Maybe I need the witness protection program. Oh, God. Maybe I should edit out the part about me saying that my siblings suck compared to me. Maybe I should just do that. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to edit this part out the show. I don't care if the show is only 24 minutes. I'm just I'm just editing this whole goddamn on segment out. I'm not trying to get my ass whipped by my relatives. <laughs> I mean, I don't I like entertaining y'all and thank you for being listeners for all this time, but I mean, I, as much as I love y'all, I don't love y'all enough to have a bunch of people that kind of look like me beating the shit out of me and spitting in my mouth and my food. So, uh, this this segment is this segment's over. It's time, my friends, for a short, true story. Now, I try to treat everybody the way they treat me. And I'll be honest with you. To be honest with you, I try to treat people well no matter what. Because if you treat me well and I treat you well, great. If I treat you well and you don't treat me well, I'm not going to be around you. So that basically means I just treat everybody well just in general. And because I don't want to not be who I am because of the way somebody else is. You know what I mean? 
But here's something that happened to me. Uh, this is a while ago, but it was <laughs> I was just thinking about it this morning. Uh, this is in this is an L.A. story from back in the day. Now, you know how when you, in certain cities, I don't know how it is in, in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. But in many cases, uh, when you when you buy a, a newspaper in the city that you live in, the local newspaper, there's a certain price. If you go out to the suburbs or the outskirts of the city and further and further away, what happens is they tack on another price to the to the newspaper. So even though technically that's your local newspaper, because it has to travel a greater distance, they factor that into the price to so say for the sake of argument. And in this case, the newspaper was a dollar. I think it was a dollar fifty or something like that. And they tacked on another 50 cents because it was in the outskirts or something like that. OK, so. I'm driving to the store and I have to drive by a friend's house to get to the store. He doesn't realize I'm going to the store every Monday morning and he finds out I'm going every Monday morning. And what happens is he says, yo, man, since uh, since you go to the store every morning, just drop me off a paper. And, and as it turns out, he just said to drop me off a paper once. He just asked that at one time. So I figured this is a one time thing. I drop off the paper. No big deal. Hey, man, take that. I left it in the thing. Go get it. And then I pulled off. He found out that I was going every morning to this place and he goes and then again, again, then it got to the point where it became my job to bring his dopey ass a newspaper on Mondays. Here's the thing. He was never giving me the money back for the for the newspaper. I didn't think much of it. It was only a couple of bucks. Not that big of a deal, you know, because you don't think about it. You just think being his newspaper and I got to go. You don't really you don't even really remember that. You just kind of fall into the habit of getting the newspaper and giving it to your friend. That's what happens. But then I start noticing and I remember well, I've been bringing this guy a newspaper for a while and he's never given me the money back. Huh? And I just kind of made a note of it. And then you get to that passive aggressive thing where, you know, normally you would just kind of drop the newspaper off, you know, or squeeze it through the mailbox. This time you kind of make him come out to get it. So figure if he comes out to get it, that'll, that, you know, the simple fact that he's coming out to get a newspaper that costs $2, right? The fact that he's coming out to get a newspaper that costs $2, that he should be giving me the $2. He'll remember to give me the $2. And even if he doesn't give me the past $2 for each of the other times, he'll start giving me the $2 now. And if he starts giving me the $2 now and he doesn't even mention the $2 from all those other newspapers, not a problem. As long as he starts giving me the $2 now, not because it's a big deal, not because I need the bread, but because it's the principal, that bastard. It's the mother jumping principal. Yeah, that's right. So I hung the horn. Hey, man, come on down, get this paper. I got to hurry up. I got to go. I ain't got time to run up there. Not a problem. And I'm thinking he's going to come down with my two dollars and his punk ass did not come down with his two dollars. Know what that punk ass did? He sent down his 10 year old to get the money. Hey, Uncle Steve. And I'm not really her uncle. And I did go by Steve back then. And she gets the newspaper. But I notice that she gets the newspaper and runs back in with the newspaper. And she wants, but she's a sweetheart of a little girl and a sweetheart and a sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. But she does not have my two dollars because he didn't send my two dollars. Because he's a cheap bastard. And you start doing more passive aggressive stuff and you realize he's probably he sent out everybody to get the newspaper except the dog to get the newspaper because probably he don't want to give you the two dollars. And we're here. Hey, come on down and get the newspaper. And then when then his golden retriever comes down, gets the newspaper and runs back in with the newspaper and the dog did not have two dollars. That piece of shit. 
Now, why is it frustrating to me? Why am I angry about it? Is it because the money means something to me? The $2 a week? No, it means nothing. It's the principle of the thing. Now, why are you saying it's the principle of the thing? If the money doesn't mean anything, what's the problem, S? What's the problem, S? Why are you, why are you tripping on it, S? Even though you went by Steve by back then, but we're calling you S now because you go by S now because you don't answer to Steve anymore because your name is S now. Well, I'll tell you, you bastards. This is the same bastard that came to my house to watch a UFC fight that he did not chip in to pay for. Not a problem with that because I was going to watch it whether they were there or not. He's on the way to my house and I said, hey, man, do me a favor. Could you bring me an orange soda on the way over? Not a problem, man. He comes to the house, eats the grub, watch the fight. I was going to give him the two dollars because I'm the kind of person that will give you the two dollars if I owe you the two dollars. And the two dollars was on the shelf and I was going to give it to him, but he left before it was time for me to give him the two dollars. That bastard. So some time goes by and you know how it is. You're a comedian, you're working around, you're doing this, you're doing that. And you don't get to see your friends as much as you would like to. I forgot all about the two dollars that was on the shelf. It was behind one of the pictures. I kind of put it behind one of the pictures because I didn't want it to blow off and go onto the floor. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, he gives me a phone call. And I can tell the reason that he called was complete bullshit. He didn't care about the thing he was asking me about. He wanted to find out about the two dollars. You got the two dollars, man? A grown ass man asking for two dollars and I tried to give him the two dollars and all that time I'm still dropping off newspapers that his dog and his babies are coming to get so he don't give me two dollars to cheap bastard. I said, yeah, yeah, I got you two dollars. And I'm sitting there going, I shouldn't even give this bastard two dollars, but I've been two dollars in his ass every week with the damn newspaper, the piece of crap. And then I started calling my house again. And I said, hey, what's up, Netflix? He goes, what? So, yeah, what's going on, Netflix? Why are you calling me Netflix? Really? Why am I calling you Netflix? You called me for $2. When I've been giving you newspapers every week for months and months and months. And you never gave me my two dollars back for each one of those newspapers. You sent your kids down individually. You sent the dog down. One time you lowered the baby out the window in the baby carriage with a note around his neck saying insert paper healed and you pulled him back up through the window which I thought was very very dangerous because the kind of rope you had tied to the baby carriage is not necessarily the kind of rope that can support the weight of the baby I thought all that to avoid giving me two dollars off all those times and now you have the balls to call me and ask me for two dollars when you owe me a whole lot more than two dollars you owe me a whole bunch of two dollars and you know why i'm calling you netflix punk why is that because it costs eight dollars to deal with your punk ass that's why i call you netflix you owe me money punk so that two dollars you owe me i'm gonna just deduct it from your bill punk you owe me Netflix with your punk ass. He got mad because I called him Netflix. He was even more angry when everyone else called his punk ass Netflix because he had everybody else doing the same type of crap. I'm bringing his punk ass newspaper. Somebody else brings his punk ass soda. Somebody else brings his 
punk ass mail to him and somebody he had everybody running errands for his punk ass and every time it was time to pay somebody to pay him back he would send out the kid to get it the dog to get it the other kid to get it he'd lower his baby down I'm sitting there going you lower your baby down to get the mail too and he said dad a baby likes it he goes wee when I lower him down all six stories I said that's dangerous I'm calling child services punk so we called him Netflix and he couldn't stand it. One of my friends tried to be individual and call him Hulu Plus. And I'm going, what the fuck, man? Just go along with the joke as a script. The joke that I started was to call him Netflix. Yeah, try to get in on the joke and then going to try to take the joke over. This is my joke. I gave him the joke nickname Punk. Back off Punk and you just call him Netflix, damn it. And we all called this punk ass Netflix until we all got our money back. And then when I got the last of my money back and he started to say he started paying me for the two dollars, I stopped calling him Netflix. You know, unfortunately, everyone else still called him Netflix, but I didn't give a shit because I actually got my money back. They didn't call. They kept calling him Netflix because he was charged. He, he didn't give them their money back. Eight months, dollars a month to talk, to, to deal with his punk ass. In fact, I shouldn't even have called him Netflix because when you pay your money for that thing, at least you get to see some damn movies. Granted, a lot of the, some of that stuff sucks. But, but, but then again, wait a minute, I better not say some of that stuff sucks. I don't, because at some point in the future, I might actually start doing sponsors on the show. And, you know, somebody might go back and go, hey, man, you know, Netflix wants to sponsor your show. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And they go, but we actually went back and uh, listened to episode 274 and you said that Netflix sucks. And I that was I didn't say Netflix sucks. I said some of the stuff on Netflix sucks. And they're going to go, yeah, we're going to need you to 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 uh, to 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 take that back if you want us to sponsor you. And then Netflix has a lot of money. And, and you know, so I, I mean, I have no this virtually no chance of that happening right now. But at some point in the future, I could be I could this could come back to haunt me. So I just want to let everybody know right now. <clears throat> what I just said about some of the stuff on Netflix sucking. I just want to say that that was, of course, a joke. And that if this, it's just, if so, if you're listening to this Netflix at some point in the future when this podcast becomes really, really big and you want to, to sponsor the show, I just want to let everybody know right now that everything on Netflix is incredible. And that I was just kidding. I was, I was, yeah, I did, that did not mean that any, that Netflix couldn't suck if they tried to suck. <laughs> and then, wait, didn't I just insult Hulu Plus also? Or whatever that is, well, I didn't really insult them, but I mean, I'm, who knows? They might sponsor at some point in the future too. So, Hulu Plus is also incredible. Uh, I, I'm not saying one is better than the other until one of them decides to give me some money to talk about them. What's that other one too? What's the other one? Is whatever streaming. I think you know, streaming services in general are incredible. So, if there's any future streaming service that doesn't exist right now in 2017, if there's one that becomes created in the future that becomes as big as Netflix and all of that, or or just is is big enough that they could give me some money to talk about them, I want to say that whatever that one is, that one is probably called insert name of future company here and it's i think that that company that's called insert name of future company here is the most incredible company that has ever existed and i will always be a loyal fan of insert name of future company here and i think that they're incredible and there's no company that has ever been better in the world than insert name of future company here and that's all i gotta say <laughs> i'll suck up if i want to don't judge me you bastards shut up Segment over.
All right, folks, this has been episode number 274 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And guys, like I said, I just want to thank you guys very, very much, man. You were extremely cool with that best of episode. You're still listening to it. And uh, that's really, really cool. You know, and uh, numbers haven't even dropped off. It's the same. You know, it's just been really, really cool. And I really, really appreciate that. Um, let's just get out some of this information before we put an end to this thing, this this episode. Um you can hear this podcast down there everywhere. Uh, the podcast's home base is santhonysays.podbean.com. Uh, you can also be heard on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, the Podcast Revolution Network. I mean, all you basically have to do is Google S. Anthony Thomas or the S. Anthony Says Podcast. And there you go. There you go. I'm there, baby. The social media for me, uh, it's at, at S. Anthony Thomas on Twitter. The show's Twitter is at S. Anthony Says. Please follow both. On, on uh, let's see, on uh, Instagram, it's S. Anthony Thomas. On Snapchat, it's S. Anthony Thomas 1. Follow all that crap. And for questions, comments, and anything you want to say, and declarations of love, and hey, you're a genius, please send that stuff to talktosanthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O. S. Anthony at gmail.com. Thank you very, very much. You've been doing a lot for me and I really, really appreciate it. You weird bastards. Thank you. <laughs> and a special shout out to the full circle podcast show. Thank you guys for having me on. I was on their show very recently. Episode number 40. Thank you guys. I had a great time. That was my third time on the full circle podcast. Go check that out. I have a, have that on my Facebook and my, and my Twitter. So go check that out. Or just Google the full full circle podcast and you'll be able to hear a great show. So it's a great show anyway, but it's better when I'm on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Much love to every last one of you everywhere that you are. My Canadian sass bastards, my uh, American sass bastards, my British sass bastards, my Australian sass bastards. As it, as it turns out, I have sass bastards in China as well. Um, and various other places, because there's a lot of people from here that have moved to China and they've been listening. Thank you very, very, very much for everything. And folks, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye. And I know you need to say it with me. And I know some of you do say it with me. So say it with me on the count of three. You know what it is. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.